This is a, a former college roommate of mine. Yeah. Yeah. This is a punter. Yeah. Uh, he Long was a, time punter. He was a Denver Bronco. Uh, he was a Seattle Seahawk. He was, he was an Ohio glory. Uh, he oh. was, a, you know, he was a consensus All-American in 1989. Tom Ruin, how are you? Tom Ruin. I'm I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. You, you uh, now listen. You and Amy, uh, you guys are in Denver right now, right? But, uh, but also live sometimes in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it turns out every blade of grass is not allowed to not be perfectly manicured and green. Oh yes, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the Geneva Convention. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Listen, Tom, you were an All-American consensus in 1989. You met Bob Hope. I did. I Man. met Bob Hope, and uh, and it was funny. I came running down, and I. Totally screwed up my line for the Christmas show. <laughs> Turned around, ran right back up. Never said a word to him. <laughs> hey, what was his joke? Did he do a joke for you? You know, I I, I think these. I think it was uh, yes. This guy he kicks the ball so far. Yes, this guy what zip code to, to kick it to? <laughs> you know, now th- like th- that, so. this, this is a funny story too. You know, back when we were uh, at Colorado, it was the Big Eight, not the Big Twelve, yeah. and several of the schools were terrible. One was Kansas State, who was winless. Awful. Are you? And Tom actually, I, I don't remember if it was your junior or senior year, but Tom, you know, joined the team obviously as their starting punter to that game, but punted exactly no times. And, uh, Tom, you remember what you said? There was a comment about you not punting. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't remember. But <laughs> he that, said something that like game, <laughs> Go ahead. That game, we ended up, everybody played another position. <laughs> and, and except me, because Coach didn't want me to get hurt. So, yeah, so, because uh, I think we were winning 55-0 at halftime. Oh, yeah, it was And, it was uh, you probably remember what I said better than I did. Yeah, they, they asked him. They said, well, you didn't play. He said, yeah, I should have just scored my ticket. I, I should have just sold my tickets and scored some cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be something I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's Tom, right. you were one of – this is Tony. Uh, you were in, involved in one of the greatest, I guess, non-plays in college football history. I'd forgotten this till Brock said you're on, and I looked it up uh, – in the uh, in the bowl game that year, you uh, this was the, for the national championship, wasn't it? You uh, punted it, oh, yeah. Rocket uh, Ishmael returns <laughs> it for a touchdown, which would have made Notre Dame win, but there was a clip on it. Yep. Uh, so it got pulled back, and Colorado takes home the trophy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, how was that, that emotional was ride? <laughs> well, you know, I saw the flags come out, so it, you know it wasn't too bad. But the same thing happened to me one time. Uh, I kicked the ball, and there was four flags on the field uh, in the in the pros, and they picked them all up. So <laughs> yeah. I got I got really lucky that you know that they that that call stood, and the guy had the courage to you know to stick with the the call because the guy that got clipped you know ended up being like a second round draft pick to the Jets, <laughs> Tim James, and so you know he's a very sure tackler, and I I'm very confident he would have made the tackle. It was the clearest and, clip in history. The yeah, clearest I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, I'll tell you a Notre funny Dame story, but I, I remember this. I've seen it that way, though. Yeah, Notre Dame doesn't agree with that. Now, there, there's a funny story you've told me about that one, Tom, too, because you know Tom had gotten the chance to meet Rocket because of all the, the All-American yeah. stuff the year before. So, Tom, I don't know if you recall, but you said there was a split second where you were thinking to yourself, I got the angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got this guy. Yeah. There's a reason they call him the Rocket. He is extraordinarily fast. <laughs> I, uh, Man. Yeah, he took like two steps and he was gone. 
Um, well, hey, let me ask you this, man. You were, uh, as I understand it now, you're, uh, I guess, not coaching, but instructing, you know, uh, other players on how to punt and kick and all that. And I want to tell you, one of your first students must have been Brock, because I remember years ago if, when we were around here screwing around, uh, out kicking the ball, like, man, I can consistently uh, punt it for somewhere three to seven yards past the line. I've got, I've gotten that part down. Brock can turn this thing over and really boom it, so I'm guessing you had some part in that. Oh, yeah, he was out there in the field a lot with me. I mean, uh, you know, he was my snapper, shagger. He's done it all, so well, he was I, out there kicking it. i tell you one fun. thing. Having kicked with Tom, um, you know you, you know the difference. I yeah. mean, he's a professional punter. He was in the in the league for 13 years, and and it was funny because you know we would be chatting and we we would get to where I'd throw the ball back, you know, and and he'd catch it and he he just kind of let it go off his foot. It was always like a perfect spiral to yeah. me. And then eventually you got you're expanding, you're expanding. I got to where I'd have to try to punt it back to him, and then all of a sudden he would launch into it, and wherever I was the ball was still rising as it was going over my head there. And, and when, you, when you catch these punt, people don't get – when you catch a punt off a professional punter like Tom was and, and like the other folks you know who, who kick right now, people don't get that ball has a point to it. It's aerodynamic, and it doesn't come straight down. It goes where the nose is going, and that's kind of wobbling even when it's a spiral. So people don't get where you think the ball is about to be. At the last second, it's about two or three feet from there. So it, catching a punt is an extraordinary activity for people who don't know that. Well, yeah, it's, I was actually working with uh, J.K. Scott uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week. Yeah, Alabama uh, punter. The Alabama punter who he just signed with uh, the Chargers and um, like one minute into free agency. So I think they're <laughs> real excited to have him. And, yeah, for sure. He is he's just absolutely punting the ball great. So um, it's going to be an exciting year for him, I think. Well, man, how competitive? We were talking about this. I mean, everybody in the locker room has got to be like on a professional level – Everybody, I would think, are, are kind of buddies and teammates and all that. But if, if you have a bad game, does just everybody turn on you? And you're like, man, you got to get rid of Tom. He ain't kicking it good. I mean, how competitive <laughs> is that? No, especially if you get some credit built up. You know, I mean, after after a while, uh, you know, your team, they're, they're more surprised than anything if you have a bad game. It's kind of like, if a, you know, a great receiver drops the ball. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and what happened right there, you know? And, and so, no, everybody's really – supportive and and uh and you know in the, in the nfl you don't really have a bad game you have a bad kick sure. you know maybe two i mean it's rare to go out and have unless it's you know unless you're kicking in a blizzard sure and you know to kick five or six balls bad i mean even even in those conditions you, you'll usually you know root out two or three good shots well, one of the things that helped you, Tom, if I'm not mistaken, I guess I'm asking as much as telling, but, you know, again, we were in the Big Eight, and all of those schools are in places where there is the potential to have a lot of wind affect the game. Is that right? Yeah, and, you know, a lot of guys, I never, ever practiced with the wind. I always kicked into the wind, and all the guys that I ever worked with, I'm like, kicking with the wind, anybody can do that. Right. But if you can kick into the wind, then you're somebody special, and, and uh, and I always made a point to, you know, uh, always kick outside. I mean, I'd be outside when it was five degrees outside. I'd go sure. shovel off an area in the snow, and I'd kick right there. Sure. Because if you could figure out a way to make a ball fly in a horrible game, you know, horrible weather, it's amazing the difference you can you can make in a game. I mean, a lot of times 
I would exchange punts back and forth with guys in cold weather games, and I'd, we'd pick up 20 yards. Flip camp. the field, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just because they're not used to, to that, and it drives me nuts, all these kids that uh, they go into these beautiful facilities and they never kick outside anymore when it's cold and windy and yeah. all that. And I really think it's important. Well, I mean, it gets into the head, right? I mean, because, it, it, listen, it, it, you're playing an individual position in a team sport, right? I mean, uh, you, you know, the, the headspace exactly. is important, and you, you get into that bad uh, environment where you're, you're always practicing in neutral con- conditions. I could see where that would be a problem. I, I never thought about, uh, you know, how you always got outside and challenged yourself that way. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. You're talking about, uh, like, working with J.K. Scott and all. Like, when you were coming up, uh, did they have, you know, coaches or people you could go to, or did you just kind of have to figure it out by yourself? Uh, cause yeah. now, you know, it's, it's got every position and every, you know, uh, skill has gotten so specialized. Uh, what, what was that yeah. like for you? You know, for me, it was more just trial and error. You know, there were some camps out there, but it was like, this is the one way to kick a ball, you know? And, and, you know, you'd go to them and, and you kind of learn some basics, but, for me, it was more trial and error. I mean, I I could kick probably between 125 to 150 balls in a day and not really do any damage to my leg or even get tired. And so um, mine was mostly just trial and error. And, and, you know, we didn't do all the weightlifting like the guys do now. I mean, we lifted weights, but I never lifted on my legs until I got to the pros. It was just, it was like a pitcher. I went out and yeah. too hard, you know. Yeah. And I kicked as hard as I could all the time, and that's that's how you got stronger. But now it was just trial and error, so that's why, you know, for me, whenever I coach these kids, it's really easy to see what they're doing wrong because I did it wrong 50,000 times like that before right. I figured out, you know, okay, you can't do it like that, you know. Because a lot of these trails, you'd be going down and you'd be doing pretty well, but then as soon as you have to go fast, it doesn't work anymore. And, um, you know, that's the biggest separation of, of sports from college to pro and even high school to college. It's the speed at which everything happens. Yeah. And I think that's why you see so many Alabama uh, guys do so well is because every day they, they work so fast because they are all so fast. Yeah. And, and so they don't have that huge jump in speed once they get to the next level. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know, the other thing, Tom, that, that, that struck me with you is you, you gave yourself uh, value added. Uh, Tom went out there and wasn't just the punter, but he was always the holder. So for I think that the record's been broken, but for a long time, you were a footnote on history, right, when you held for Jason Elam's record-setting kick? Yeah, we, uh, we went out there and made one from uh, 63. <laughs> That's the other that side of the 50. For, <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, shoot, the guy from Baltimore, Trucker, went, 66 which Jeez. and it was a game winner that bounced off the crossbar i'm not sure yeah. anybody's ever going to beat that <laughs> yeah i mean that's i've a seen long guys way. do it before but that is a long well and, and the thing is if you miss it and there's only a couple couple times in a game you can really try it where it doesn't give the other team such yeah. good field position that all they need is 10 yards and they kick a field goal yeah well that's yeah. right that's exactly right well, man, it's uh, one last question here real quick or, or just comment. Now, you won a national title at Colorado. Yeah. You won two Super Bowls. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fantastic career. You're like <laughs> the smartest guy I've talked to in a long time. A punter. Uh, what a great career. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, we won two big eight, 
titles. Uh, we 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 had an opportunity to win two national championships, and we we just had about everything that could happen wrong did. And then when I was with Seattle, we we made it to the Super Bowl too, and and uh, weren't able to to win that game. But uh, yeah, I had a pretty exciting career. Yep, that's a fact. Well, man, I, we got to run today, uh, but so much fun talking to you, and uh, would love to have you back and let's uh, dive into the to the the coaching career. Well, we yeah, Tom, we need to go into the route that you took to get into punting, which didn't yeah. begin on a football field, and also we need to we need to talk about the snoring incident that, that made you uh, get, get the position with the Broncos. <laughs> I want the snoring story, yeah. and also it you sure spent helped. time uh, with Philip Doyle that kicked at Alabama yeah, as well, yeah. so you knew yeah. him. Yeah, so we got to get back I into did. all these yeah, stories. Philip and I were in uh, New York and you couldn't have, you couldn't have put a, a guy in a worse place that he want, <laughs> did not want to be. We were in New York City and he tried to order a sweet tea and <laughs> I mean this woman looked at him like he was speaking Chinese. <laughs> well, fantastic. He didn't understand one word he said he talked so fast and he's so Southern. I was cracking up. I was like, uh, he asked for a sweet tea and if you don't have that, if he could have a regular tea with a lot of sugar, thank you, ma'am. And she was like, that's what he just said? I said, uh-huh. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Tom, we got to have you back for sure. Thank you for coming on. Fun. Tom Ruin, my former my former uh, roommate, a good friend of mine, former Denver Broncos. Yeah, Seattle and he's Seahawks. getting up an extra hour early. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A champion. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Thank- you have a great day. All right, All right thanks so too. much. See you.